Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carroll. Though you may not realize that the ongoing threat of terrorism is affecting your life and that of your loved ones. Each week, Dr. Carroll analyzes the hottest topics in terror and helps you and your family reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. China's balloon terrorism. Welcome to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm Dr. Carol Lieberman, your terrorist therapist. And we have a very uh, unique show today because we have a unique, uh, a new terrorist. Um, I'm sure by now you know, you've heard about the balloon that China floated over the United States and some other places that I'll be telling you about. Um, and really, have you thought about this in terms of terrorism? Probably not. So I'm going to talk to you today about um, the relationship between what just happened and terrorism and some connections to um, some interesting literary metaphors that relate to this as well. So let's start. Well, well let me just back up and give you a little brief, um, a brief background from January 28th to February 4th, 2023, a balloon um, floated over the United States, starting with Alaska and then Western Canada and then um, back into the United States. And China has claimed that this was just a civilian balloon uh, gathering meteorological data. In other words, a weather balloon. Okay. And if you believe that, then you probably believe them when they say that the Wuhan lab had nothing to do with coronavirus. All right, so let me start with the first literary reference, and that is, you may well have um, watched, actually, uh, the classic, or, or read, because it's also a book, the classic story called The Red Balloon. Now, in this story, which was a French story, uh, it was originally a movie, a short movie by Albert Lamaurice, uh, Le Ballon Rouge. Um, it in this story, it's a, it's a children's. Uh, well, it's it's about children and a balloon, but it is not really uh, only a children's story. In other words, the theme of this movie is um, is a classic. So now China has floated a balloon that isn't red in color, but of course it is red in terms of symbolizing communism. Now in this story, in the French story, um, there is a little boy who one day finds a red balloon. This, this movie is wordless, almost wordless, and it's just music and the acting and you follow, you know, you watch the characters and the balloon. Um, so he finds this red balloon and he realizes that the balloon 
has a mind of its own. And the balloon follows him, you know, like a dog following him home from school. The, the, uh, the balloon follows him. Actually, he's on his way to school, follows him to school. And um, he, and it, then it follows him wherever he goes. And it goes to his, his apartment window. His mother won't allow the balloon in, but it stays outside waiting for him for when he leaves to go someplace else. It follows him through the streets of Paris. Um, and all the kids, of course, are surprised and envious of him. It goes into his classroom. His um, his principal is not happy. He locks Pascal. The little boy is named Pascal. He locks him up in his office. Um, then... Um, and, and so on. They have these different adventures. The balloon comes in with him to church. And obviously they shoo him out of shoe, shoo him and the balloon out of church. And then finally, he encounters a gang of older boys who are envious of the balloon. And they steal it when he's inside a bakery. He manages to get it back, but then they um finally catch up to him. And they hold, some of the boys hold Pascal down, and then they shoot the balloon down with slingshots and stones. And then eventually one of them destroys the balloon totally by stomping on it. Now, it has a happy ending, <laughs> um, or it wouldn't become a classic film. It has a happy ending where um, all the other balloons in Paris come to Pascal's aid and takes him um, on a ride over the city. All the balloons, like the ending scene is um, Pascal flying away <laughs> with all the balloons. You know, presumably he gets back to Earth. But it's a, so it's a very uplifting, literally uplifting story. Now, how did, what does this have to do with China and China's balloon? Well, you know, one could um, see China as being... Um, the the gang of boys jealous of pascal having this lovely red balloon and um it's not now if in the story and um it, the the gang of boys they stomp on it they kill it they don't steal the balloon they destroy it so similarly china um wants to destroy america and they don't want to borrow, you know, take the balloon, take our freedoms and constitution and democratic way of life. They just want to destroy it and reinstate instead their red balloon, <laughs> their communist red balloon. Now, the, the balloon, um, the, 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 the uh, Chinese balloon that's that just flew over America is actually white. It's a white orb and it's about the size of three school buses now um so china has been telling us telling the world not well before we shot it down america shot it down they were telling america not to worry it's only a weather balloon off course and um and they're trying to say that this is a um, that the wind blew it off course, and they're calling that a force majeure. In other words, it's something that was beyond their control. Um. So, uh, when it when it came over um, America, it, it was over. There was for a while. It was over Montana. That's when it was first when when American citizens 
uh, well, when a newspaper in Montana first wrote about this, and that's how everyone in America knew about it. But as you will hear later on, Biden was keeping it a secret until then. Um, now, as it as it continued to go over America, um, it was dividing the country in yet another way. Those people who were in denial about the danger that this China balloon um, represents, and those who were were concerned um, and wanted Biden to do something about it, like sh shoot it down. Um, now, there were many reasons, of course, why we should have shot the balloon down, as we eventually did, um, such as not wanting to show the world our weakness again, like Biden did by surrendering in Afghanistan, and um, recognizing that this could be a dry run for a secret nuclear strike, so we don't want it to gather uh, a lot of information, or um, balloon terrorism. The fact that, um, I mean, after all, um, you know, terrorism is, is um, making us, it, it's the unlawful use of violence and intimidation in pursuit of political aims. So if you, if you look at the definition of terrorism, I mean, that's basically what this was violence okay some you want to argue <laughs> you want to argue that the balloon wasn't violent but, but it was certainly um it had the threat of violence no one knew what was in the balloon and it certainly was intimidating and it certainly was in pursuit of political aims so that's why i'm calling this china's balloon of terrorism balloon terrorism um now we're going to be talking today about uh the psychological impact of this mysterious balloon from China, um, what people should have done while it was flying over America and what they should do now, and why some people were in denial, and how this is similar to denial that there is going to be more terror attacks. I mean, there are a lot of similarities um, to with people who were denying that there was any threat here from this balloon, uh, even though it was known to be or expected to be and, and still believed to be spying, um, particularly because it was flying over sensitive areas. And um, and so it's similar to people who don't want to believe that there are going to be any more terror attacks by radical Islamists. Um, now, interestingly enough, though, some Chinese newspaper well the state-run chinese newspaper um uh is trying to say that the opposite you know that it's not terrorism i mean they don't use the word terrorism but they're they're trying to say that it's that that we that the u.s is trying to drum up the fear of china using this balloon to drum up the fear of China, rather than acknowledging that, in fact, the balloon, mysterious balloon, no one knew what was in it. It could be something nuclear. It could be um, another virus, you know, uh, more serious than coronavirus. So it was a very threatening balloon, even though it looked white and innocent, right? And it spent about a week over American soil, 4,000 miles, 
Um, it has been shot down. I'll tell you about that. But um, there are still ramifications. You know, it's not over and done. I mean, first of all, there's, there are now um, gathering the um, the residue of it, the remains of it. They're, they're going to be they're going to be gathering that from the ocean. But um, besides that, there are psychological ramifications and there are certain polit certainly political ramifications um, in terms of what this means. And you, you, you will be surprised to hear some of them. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. So it passed over uh, Montana, as I said, it, and eventually it went to the coast of South Carolina uh, on February 4th, which was when it was shot down. Now, and, and it led to the postponement of a diplomatic trip that was going to be made by Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Um, and so now the Chinese are saying, oh, we're just using this as an excuse for him to postpone the trip. But um, that is really not true. It's just that, you know, things have to be first um, figured out before, you know, not business as usual. You throw, you, you have a balloon floating over America and we're just going to continue on with our plans. Um, there's also another balloon uh, passing over Latin America. So um, so it started out in Alaska, the Aleutian Islands, on January 28th. And as I said, then it went into um, Canadian uh, airspace and the and then into America and, and um, near, um, near Montana and so on. Now, the downing of it um, was yesterday, was February 4th. Um, and it got shot down by um, an air-to-fire, an air-to-air -air missile fired from an F-22 Raptor off the coast of Surfside Beach, South Carolina, at 2:39 p.m. local time. Now, this was possibly the highest altitude air-to-air -air kill in history. Uh, they had to shut down three airports near in um near this airspace where they were anticipating that it would um that they were going to be shooting shooting it down the idea was the they wanted to shoot it down the excuse for not shooting it down earlier that biden gave or he's or he's claiming that uh, his advisors told him not to shoot it down over land because um it could there could be a danger to um people um there could be a danger uh because one would not know what would come out of it or you know when it landed on whatever it landed on that there could be a danger so that was the excuse to wait until it went all across america and into uh off the coast in the atlantic ocean well um i guess i can stop here for now and um and um, go to get to the next segment when we're going to talk about uh, why, what some of the reasons are for why they did this. Actually, I'm going to, to give you a sort of a general, a general idea. There's so many interesting, you know, on, the, on one level, uh, it's a simple story. It's a balloon from China 
disguised as a weather balloon, um, a balloon from China that um, that traversed America and was shot down after about a week. That's the simple story. But there are so many uh, subtleties in this story. And when we come back, I will talk to you about some of them. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking today about China's balloon terrorism. And um, as you know, as I described, uh, the balloon started over Alaska, uh, over the Aleutian Islands in Alaska, and traveled all the way to South Carolina until it was until finally Biden decided to shoot it down. Um, now, there are many there. Are, first of all, it's so interesting because this story is not over. I mean, even though the balloon has been shot down, uh, China is now saying that um, they are going to um, that they that they have the right to respond further after the U.S. shot down the balloon. Now, um, you know, and looking at some of the reasons why, and I'm going to get into more detail about this, but looking at some of the reasons why China might have sent this balloon here to begin with, um, first of all, one reason could be um, that, to well, terror, balloon terrorism, to terrorize us, to remind us that China is lo looming, that China is a uh, superpower, and it is always looming that we are in danger. That we should that we should remember every day that we are in danger of them attacking us uh, with something a little more <laughs> more aggressive than a balloon. Um, it could have it could have had to do with uh, because there was this meeting planned. Blinken was going to go over to China to have a meeting. Um, perhaps this balloon was to give China the edge with Blinken, you know, to remind him we are a looming force. Um, it also inadvertently um, had the effect of showing Biden weak uh, like he was in Afghanistan by not by his not popping it, shooting it down for a week. Um, also, as I'm going to tell you in the next segment, there is the threat of it carrying nuclear weapons, not necessarily this one, but of it being a um, sort of a an experiment or a, a first um, doing this first with the idea of then sending more balloons with nuclear weapons. Um, also, it could have been to provoke us to shoot it down to justify their retaliation. Uh, to show that the U.S. is weaker than China. Lots of different reasons. I'll tell you some more in the next segment. But the psychological aspects are very interesting. Now, do you remember talking about literary <laughs> relevance? <laughs> what's what's relevant to it? Um, do you, have you ever heard about the incident in? 19, let's say, um, 1938, the War of the Worlds. There was a radio show uh, on CBS radio, 
where they had um, for Halloween, there was an episode of the radio series called the Mercury Mercury Theater on the Air. So they put on a play, you know, a, a radio play, and it was directed and narrated by Orson Welles. It was an adaption, adaptation of H.G. Wells' novel, The War of the Worlds. And they broadcast this at eight o'clock in the evening, East Coast time, on October 30th, 1938. Now, the way that they did this um, play really uh, got people to believe that the Martians were landing from the sky. Because, <laughs> I, I know that may sound, now let's see, does that sound any more ridiculous than a balloon from China? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but no, this, this really happened. This is history I'm talking about here. Well, so is the balloon, but you know what I mean. Okay, what they did was, they had an introductory in this on the radio. They had an introductory monologue, which was close to the opening of the original novel, and then the program was like uh, an evening of typical radio programming. In other words, um, it, there was music and so on. So you you thought you were just listening to a regular radio show, and then little by little, more and more sort of emergency bulletins, news bulletins. Uh, kept interrupting what you thought, what, what was presented as a just a regular old, you know, what you might expect to hear on the radio at that time. Um, so the uh, the bulletin started interrupting. And first they started, you know, low key, kind of relatively low key uh, with calm reports of explosions on Mars. Then they had a report about something that, that they made believe was uh, unrelated at first. And that was of an unknown object falling on a form on a farm in Grover's Mill, New Jersey. Then the bulletins that it kept interrupting the, you know, this is, we hate to interrupt your regularly scheduled programming, but um, so then these bulletins kept getting more and more dramatic and dangerous and scary. Um, because ultimately what they started describing was a, 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 a kind, an object, a kind of spaceship that landed from Mars. Okay. There were these explosions on Mars and it resulted in these things landing in New Jersey, of all places, from Mars. <laughs> and um, it was supposed to be an alien spacecraft. And then the officials waved flags of truce, but the aliens, these people from Mars, the Martians, um, you know, didn't want a truce and they were they were fighting and killing all the people. So, and then it eventually it ends very dramatically with um, a man, um, a correspondent uh, saying, um, he coughs it. oh yes it's supposed to be like he's now killed and um a lone ham radio operator asks is there anyone on the air isn't there anyone and so the idea is i'm kind of i'm giving you a brief a brief um description but the idea was to make you think that now of course this was all in good fun for halloween <laughs> but it was very well done and people really believed it and it created panic mass hysteria and um and so the connection of course to the chinese balloon is that for in for some people 
um, the the balloon was creating mass hysteria. Now it's interesting, of course, though, because um, you didn't really, you may not have heard about any mass hysteria because there was a reason to try to keep it quiet. And that was um, to, well, first of all, you know, first of all, Biden was keeping the whole thing quiet, um, but also it was to not panic other people and just in general to not bring this balloon to too many people's attention. So, I am not saying that you should panic, <laughs> um, but there are some interesting connections between the Martians um, landing and that creating panic and this balloon. And I will be telling you about that in a bit. Now, um, people, who, there, people who have a fear of balloons, there is a psychiatric word for that. It is called globophobia. And mainly these are people who are who are afraid of the pop that a balloon makes when it when it breaks. Um, so some people might have been afraid of the balloon for that reason. Um, of course, people who are paranoid or people who are mentally ill or <laughs> or just normal people who have been reading the reading the papers lately or, you know, watching television, listening to the radio and listening to podcasts. Um my, I mean, we are on edge. And actually, that is why this is what happened in 1938. That is why people panicked after listening to the War of the Worlds, because World War II was building up. The things that ultimately resulted in World War II were building up and people were very tense. So that is similar to what is happening now. Um, let's see. Now, the similarities to um, between the balloon and the Martians um, and 9-11. Can you see what, how are balloon, the China balloon, Mar the Martian landing, you know, this, the belief that the Martians were landing and 9-11 um, alike? Well, um, they all came from the sky. Now, the um, the point, you know, looking at, at how it's effective, the China balloon is effective in terms of causing uh, terror, is that um, the point of it was, um, could well have been or could be and probably was, uh, reminding Americans that we are vulnerable to attack. Now, in addition to the balloon, the Martians landing, and 9-11, in World War II, in fact, Japan launched thousands of balloons armed with incendiary explosives. And they were trying to kill Americans and damage U.S. installations Many of them uh, went into the Pacific Ocean by mistake, but others did land across North America. There is a precedent for this. And for example, one bomb, one balloon bomb, tragically killed several Oregonians, including children who were picnicking. This was in 1945. And then there was also another incident 
where um, they just nearly disrupted plutonium production at the Hanford facility in Washington state. Now this plutonium production was um, part of creating the atomic bombs. So now China's message by sending their balloon, their basic message to us, to the US, I know there are people listening to this all over the world, but so please excuse me when I say to us, <clears throat> I am an American and I am here. Um, the balloon did not fly over California, but it certainly could the next time. So we all, you know, we're, none of us are safe, so to speak. Oh God, I don't mean, I sound like the war of the worlds. I don't mean to generate panic, but I'm just saying we need to take this seriously. This is not just the balloon. We shot down the balloon. Great. We're going to recover the remnants of it. Great. That's not the end of this story. Okay, so the, the the China's message was, the basic message was that U.S. airspace can be penetrated and we are vulnerable to attack. <clears throat> now, in China, however, they have made great efforts to um, down aircraft or drones over its territory or in international airspace. Uh, in fact, when the U.S. or Taiwan have attempted to penetrate China's airspace, China has attempted to shoot down the aircraft or vehicle. So they were right there shooting down our stuff. <laughs> and yet it took us a week. It took President Biden a week to give the orders to um, to shoot down the white balloon, the China balloon. Now, um, there are some there are some disputes over whether it was Biden who delayed it or whether it was the military or the um, Defense Department that delayed it. Either way, they were wrong to delay it. And, um, you know, it, it for, for these various reasons that I am telling you. Um, another reason why they China might have done it, might have sent the balloon, was to... Um, to uh, show them, show us, show the U.S. that they think or that we should realize that the U.S. is in decline, uh, notably because of our weak president. So, in other words, China is trying to say, say that although the United States was a once was once a great superpower, it's in decline. Um, they're trying to say, quote, look, these guys can't even do anything about a balloon flying over U.S. airspace. How can you count on them if they're not going to do anything about a balloon? Uh, how are they going to come to the aid of Taiwan or stand with the Philippines or Japan or India when the Chinese move in on their territory? Those are the messages and of course, the path of the balloon that was supposed to just be a weather balloon, according to China, the path of the balloon, curiously, um, went over major U.S. Middle, missile defense and nuclear weapons facilities. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to see what the weather was like there. Um, okay, let's see. Oh, so much. I always have so much to tell you, so much to say in so little time. And I know you're going to sit, not here, sit here for two hours, but... Um, one of the questions, of course, or there are a lot of questions about what did President Biden know about the China spy balloon and when did he know it and why didn't he do more sooner? So, for example, um, you know, finally he shot it down. But um, 
but um, why did he wait a week? And uh, why did he keep it from the public? You know, if if the um, he knew about it on January twenty eighth, and yet the public didn't become aware of it until six days later on February second, and that was only because the Billings Gazette published an amateur video of the balloon in the sky. And that's in Montana. Uh, then it became big international news. But other up to then, Biden and the his administration were keeping it a secret. Um, so the question is why? And um they're also trying to say, not some people, <laughs> Biden's camp is trying to say that um that well, of course. Former President Trump did say, um, as soon as we, we all knew about the balloon, that shoot down the balloon. Um, and also Biden's Democrat, uh, a Democrat, Leon Panetta, who was Secretary of Defense alongside Biden in the Obama administration, also said to shoot down the balloon. So, um, but some people, you know, of course, politics get into this, not just China-American politics, but intra-American politics. So there are, you know, people that, pe the people who don't like Biden looking bad um, are saying that there were three balloons, three China balloons that had come to America while Trump was president. And um, the idea being that he didn't shoot them down or something, but there is no proof, so far, no proof of that has um has come to has been shown and in fact chad wolf who is the former acting secretary of homeland security in the trump administration he said quote bottom line a chinese spy balloon would never happen under an america first administration meaning the trump administration um then and then also the question is okay so if you think if you're saying that three balloons from china came during trump's administration why biden didn't you figure something out to as a way to act when more balloons came no answer he doesn't even hasn't given an answer to that um now of course here's a key question and again i try not to get political but like but it's national security. Um, it's just like surrendering in Afghanistan. You know, when Biden shows weakness, and of course, you know that I, I've talked in many previous, well, I don't know about many, but I've talked before in podcasts about Biden's encroaching dementia. Uh, for example, I talked about that in regard to Afghanistan, that he wasn't able to um, have abstract thinking and therefore he wasn't able to figure out what to do when his plan A didn't work and the Taliban, you know, was taking over Afghanistan and he didn't have a plan B and he couldn't figure it out. And that showed weakness to the world. And that is why we're having all of this. That is why we had, uh, why Russia has invaded um, Ukraine and why China is flexing its muscles and bringing balloons. You know, it was like the, the first domino that fell was Afghanistan. Okay, so but now here's a little key um, point that uh, <laughs> the mainstream media doesn't bring up. And that, that is all the money 
that Biden has gotten from China, all the deals that have been done um, between Biden and China and Hunter Biden, I mean, between President Biden or, or even when he wasn't president, but between Joe Biden for various years and Hunter Biden over various years. Uh, the deals that they made in China where they have gotten so much money. So, for example, he got 50, over $54 million in donations from sources in China um, that poured into his think tank, which is called the Biden, the Penn Biden Center. And then, um, uh, and, and ironically, or maybe not so, Secretary of State Anthony Lincoln was the um, former managing director of the Penn Biden Center. And now he's going to be, when it, when it raked in all that money from communist China. And, though, and lo and behold, he's going over to China. I mean, doesn't that make you wonder? <laughs> I mean, he's the one who knows where all the bodies are buried. You know, all the money uh, came from and is or was. <laughs> um, and then... And then, of course, Hunter Biden has many business part Chinese business partners, and his um, his computer um, is in the process of being analyzed by Congress. And you know, all of these things are going to be coming out. So you wonder why Biden didn't want to shoot down this balloon. I mean, you know, <laughs> no more money. Um, uh, so okay, we'll leave that for now. I'm sure there'll be more about that. Um, then uh, now, as I, I as I think I mentioned, there was a, a second Chinese spy balloon flying over South America. What is the U.S. going to do if it enters American airspace, uh, or or is Biden going to stop it before it enters American airspace? Uh, and interestingly, that this Chinese spy balloon deliberately avoided Russian airspace. So this means that China had control over the balloon. It didn't just fly away because of Western winds, uh, a force majeure, you know, out of their control. They are controlling this, this spy balloon. Um, okay, I guess, um, I guess I am going to um, stop now. And we will continue analyzing the balloon um, in the next segment. So stay tuned. Welcome back to the Terrorist Therapist Show, where we're talking about China's balloon terrorism. Now, the um, Pentagon's uh, statement about this, and I'll read you some of it, uh, the beginning of it. Um, is as follows, the official, the official statement. This afternoon, at the direction of President Biden, U.S. fighter aircraft assigned to the U.S. Northern Command successfully brought down um, the high-altitude surveillance balloon launched and belonging to the People's Republic of China over the water off the coast of South Carolina in U.S. airspace. The balloon, which was being used by the PRC in an attempt to surveil strategic sites, I mean, they're not pussyfooting, you know, they're calling it like it what, what it is um, in the continental United States, was brought down above U.S. territorial waters. They're making that point, you know, that uh, this these waters where it was brought down belong to us. 
On Wednesday, President Biden gave his authorization to take down the surveillance balloon as soon as the mission could be accomplished without undue risk to American lives under the balloon's path. After careful analysis, U.S. military commanders had determined downing the balloon while over land posed an undue risk to people across a wide area due to the size and altitude of the balloon and its surveillance payload. So, et cetera, et cetera. Now, you know, so they are saying that um, Biden wanted to take it down earlier. It was just that the U.S. military commanders told him to wait. I'm not really sure that I believe that. Um, I think that 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 could be a way that they are trying to save face for Biden and that he really hadn't decided to take it down before this, before yesterday, before the 4th. Um. Now, why China did it? We're going back to that. So, so now, again, they were um, trying, they were, China was claiming that it was just a, a weather balloon and um, and what they are saying now is, as we're kind of in this sort of um, like a, a gray area, I guess, you know, um, I mean, it shot down, but now they're looking, they're searching for the remains of it. Um, it, so they made it, China made a statement that said, China will resolutely defend the legitimate rights and interests of the enterprise involved and retains the right to respond further. So, you know, kind of a threat. Um, So Biden admitted that the Pentagon had known about the balloons. Well, so he's saying, you know, we don't really know when and when Biden knew and what he knew and what he understood, what his brain allowed him to compute. Um, but he said that the that the Pentagon had known about the balloon since it entered U.S. airspace, you know, the Aleutian Islands in Alaska but decided to keep their knowledge of it a secret to preserve the Chinese-American relationship ahead of Secretary of State Blinken's planned meeting. But that is kind of, people are questioning that. Um, all right, let's see. Then there are some really, you're, you're going to be, there are some really interesting things I'm going to tell you about. I mean, there was this whole thing, I find this whole thing fascinating. Um, but now there is a third Chinese spy balloon operating. The only thing they'll say so far is, quote, operating near U.S. interests. But officials won't say where after shooting down the first balloon. So how many the question is, you know, like how many <laughs> how many people does it take to change a light bulb? How many Chinese spy balloons does it take for America to get on the ball and shoot them down? Um, so let's see. Um, okay. Yes, now there are other, you know, there are all kinds of, um, there's all kinds of information and sources uh making putting in their two cents about all this so there is a source who has told the media that the discovery of the balloons was an embarrassment to the chinese who are freaked out by the incident 
they're in a very tough place, the source said. And they have very few cards to play right now. What? <laughs> you know, this is, there's disinformation on top of disinformation. Uh, let's see. <clears throat> Oh, here's some interesting stuff. Yes, that I want to tell you about. <clears throat> um, now, a uh, an AI, artificial intelligence tech expert, um, is saying that artificial intelligence made it possible for a balloon, just by reading the changes in the air around it, to adjust its altitude to guide it where it wants to go. Before you either had to have a tether or you just send it up and it just goes wherever the wind takes it. So like the point is that China was controlling it. Now, the question some people have said who wanted to like downplay this, the uh, the urgency of this or the importance of this uh, or downplay that we should shoot it down. Um, we're saying, oh, this isn't about gathering information for China. If they wanted to gather information they could use a satellite or other people were saying, yes, in fact, you could just um, on the, on the computer, you Google earth, Google earth. Yeah. You just look through that. China didn't have to send a balloon to gather information. They could, could have just Googled it. Right. Um, so, so now, uh, so why use a balloon instead of a satellite? Well, this text tech expert said that satellites are more vulnerable to being attacked from the earth and space. Balloons have an advantage. They don't show up on radar as easily. These are, quote, these are materials that don't reflect, they're not metal. So even though these balloons expand to quite large, detecting the balloon itself is going to be a problem. Um, Balloons also have the advantage of holding relatively stationary positions over a surveillance target compared to constantly orbiting satellites. These things can stay overhead. They can stay over one spot months at a time compared to the low Earth orbit satellites. <clears throat> now, let's see. Uh, another <laughs> Beijing's mouthpiece China Daily accuses Biden of turning spy balloon incident into a Hollywood blockbuster. <laughs> you know, you can't see this becoming. There have been other Hollywood blockbusters, <clears throat> like about asteroids falling down to Earth and so on. Um, so this this would make could make a Hollywood movie, except that uh, it's really kind of embarrassing. Um, now the uh, um, uh, the the defense, um, American defense experts are concerned that China may try to interfere in the recovery of the surveillance payload that is now in the waters off the coast of South Carolina. Um, and they could use this, China could also use this as a way to justify incursions into Taiwanese airspace. <clears throat> Uh, this a, a Chinese newspaper is saying that um, the the 
the U.S. decision to shoot down the aircraft is both a, quote, clear overreaction, unquote, and a, quote, serious violation of international practice. Yes, it's okay when they do it, but not when the U.S. does it. Uh, China, the, the, um, the news agency in China said, China clearly asked the U.S. to handle this properly in a calm, professional, and restrained manner. The U.S. has insisted on using force, obviously overreacting. What, are they worried <laughs> that it hurt the balloon? Um, you know, in the movie, the red balloon that I talked about at the beginning, yes, you really do feel empathy for the balloon when the bad boys, um, you know, destroy it. But I don't think we're feeling much empathy for the Chinese balloon. Um, okay, let's see. Now, let me tell you a few, few kind of wild things. This is all pretty wild, but... Um, so, okay, so they're threatening action and so on. And um, this, this is weird. I have never heard about this. Maybe maybe you have. But um, the title of this article is China's Police Station in Manhattan. China's Police Station in Manhattan has closed it do its doors. So this has just uh, come out, January 30th, the story came out. Um, the Chinese government has a police outpost in New York City, in Manhattan, and it closed. Uh, it's not clear when or under what circumstances. Um, the FBI confirmed that the, quote, overseas police station, unquote, in New York, linked to Fuzhou, had closed. And the existence of this outpost was first brought to public attention last year by a nonprofit group called Safeguard Defenders. Um, and this police station was operated by the Public Security Bureau of the city of Fuzhou. And it's one of over a hundred such stations that have opened across the world, uh, which are predominantly in other democracies. I can't, do you, it just seems incomprehensible to me that these things, a hundred, over a hundred such stations opened up across the world. I mean, we have been so naive. Now, um, I'm not talking about, I wanna make one thing clear because you know, I'm, I'm a little concerned that there's going to be, um, you know, just like with with coronavirus, there was a backlash and hate crimes against Chinese. And I certainly don't want that to happen with this balloon. And I am I am not trying to uh, urge that it is not the, the normal public Chinese people who are doing these horrible things. It's the Communist Party in China, the government. So really, we should not you know, I hope there aren't going to be hate crimes against the um, Chinese people who don't have anything to do with this. I mean, who, you know, aren't involved in the Chinese Communist Party. And um, so now the Chinese government cl is claiming that these outposts are only to support Chinese nationals' applications for driver's licenses and to perform 
perform other administrative functions. Um, but in fact, this this group that brought uh, the the police station in New York to public attention um, has linked some of these police stations to the Chinese government's international stalking and harassment plots. Um, now, in November, there was a Senate Homeland Security Committee meeting, and FBI Director Christopher Wray described the Chinese government's decision to open such an outpost as outrageous. And then the New York Times reported that FBI counterintelligence offices had raided the facility in Manhattan as part of a criminal investigation. You know, the problem is that we're waking up a little too late to what's been going on in in America, the infiltration with um, with negative, with malicious intent. Now, here's, um, this is my last but not least, um, why we should care comment, that the um, these balloons could have been, and I kind of mentioned it, but I'm gonna go into a little more detail. These balloons um, could have been a dry run. The balloons are called a top delivery platform for nuclear for a nuclear EMP attack that stands for electromagnetic pulse attack. So high altitude balloons like the one that we just had flying over America are considered a key delivery platform for secret nuclear strikes on America's electric grid. Spy balloons used by Japan, as I was mentioning earlier, to drop bombs during World War II are, not, are now far more sophisticated. They can evade detection and can carry a small nuclear bomb that if exploded would shut down the grid and wipe out electronics in a many statewide area. So this, um, this could just, you know, this little innocent looking balloon could be a dry run for nuclear weapons. Now, if that doesn't cause terror, <laughs> um, I don't know what will. So, um, so it's, you know, we burst the, the Chinese balloon, but um, it's not over. This is just the first, we should consider this a warning shot in the sense that, um, that we, you know, we, we've been, we've been a little too focused on other things. I mean, there's so much to distract us from the Taliban to Russia and invading Ukraine to now the Chinese. And of course, don't forget Iran, the world's biggest sponsor of terrorism. Um, I mean, there are so many places. And of course, Biden left billions of dollars worth of weaponry in Afghanistan when he surrendered. Um, there are so many, and now we're pouring tons of money into Ukraine. And, you know, if in fact um, China or Russia or any of our enemies decided to do a more uh, serious attack or a more, what, a more lethal attack than the balloon, we are spread all over the place. And um, I, with a leader who needs to 
needs to wake up. We need to, he needs to be impeached is really what needs to happen. We need a, I mean, with all of these dangers, a when is a balloon just a balloon? Not when it comes from China. Well, thanks for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show. I'm your terrorist therapist, Dr. Carol Lieberman. If you would like to find out more about terrorism from me, your terrorist therapist, visit my website, terroristtherapist.com. And if you're a parent or teacher and want to build stronger nests for your kids to become more resilient, check out my new award-winning book, Lions and Tigers and Terrorists, Oh My, How to Protect Your Child in a Time of Terror. It's the first and only book about terrorism for kids. You can find it wherever books are sold or directly from the publisher at terrorismforkids.com. Terrorism, the number four, kids.com. I'm Dr. Carol, your terrorist therapist. Thank you for listening to the Terrorist Therapist Show on Renegade Talk Radio with your host, Dr. Carol. We hope listening to the show has made you feel calmer, more resilient, and more able to reach your dreams despite living in a time of terror. You can also check out past shows on Renegade Talk Archives for more insights.